I've always loved Christmas carols just as much as I love folk songs. Whether you're listening to them, or even better if you're singing them, they plunge you straight into a completely different era, through their tunes and their words. And since childhood, it's been for me the nearest I've been able to get to time travel. It is on my bucket list. One day I am going to find a time machine, but until then we've got Christmas carols. And of course, when you're listening to Christmas carols, there's always that chance that you might find a folk song in disguise. Welcome to Handed Down, where we celebrate traditional songs and the people who sing them. I'm Jenny Shaw, and today's festive song is going to take us on a journey to medieval England, a 7th century manuscript and the pre-Islamic Middle East. Now, most carols go over well-known ground. There's angels and shepherds, there's wise men and stars, there's lots of different farm animals and, of course, a baby in a manger. But every now and then, you just come across one that's a little bit odd. The Cherry Tree Carol is more of a concept than a song, a loose collection of related verses that appear in seemingly infinite variations, if you like trawling through old manuscripts, which I do. A main character in all these songs is always Joseph, who is lucky to get so much as a mention in other carols. In this one, he opens things up by walking, or by being very old. Not quite a starring role, but it's all relative. Usually he's walking with Mary in a garden. And now Joseph and Mary Walking down the garden green Where the cherries hung heavy On every limb Where the cherries hung heavy On every limb the plot varies depending on the version, but at the core of it, there's usually Mary, or sometimes Jesus, from her womb, commanding the cherry tree to bow down so that she can eat the fruit. In most versions, this follows on from a marital row between Mary and Joseph. You see, Mary's going to have a baby, but it's not Joseph's. She told him it's a miracle. God has given her a child and she's still a virgin, which is, is quite challenging to believe, to be honest. Oh, chinny recon, as we'd have said in the playground. In the Bible, Joseph has a moment of doubt, but he's swiftly reassured by an angel. And that's that. In many versions of the Cherry Tree Carol, he tells Mary that the father of her child should pick her some cherries. And sometimes he gets angry. And Joseph flew in anger, in anger flew he, let the father of the baby gather cherries for thee, let the father of the baby 
gather cherries for thee. This is an old, old story, and it pops up in the English Midlands in the 1500s. A group of touring players would come into town with their pageant wagon. The excitement would build, an announcer would step forth to read out an extensive trailer for the series of plays that they were about to perform, finishing up with, A Sunday next, if that we may, at six of the bell we begin our play, in N-Town, wherefore we pray, that God now be your speed. But instead of saying N-Town, as the text reads, they would give the place of their next performance, like Coventry or Wakefield or whatever. But this gave rise to the name of the plays, the N-Town Plays, a very functional name for a huge, big bundle of entertainment, storytelling, teaching, satire, farce and song. In the days where most people couldn't even read, this must have been incredibly exciting. And it's completely understandable that stories and songs from the plays made their way into the folk tradition. And that seems to be the origin of the cherry tree carol. Ah, my sweet husband, would you tell me what tree is yon, standing on yon hill? For sooth, Mary, it is called a cherry tree. Some time of year you might have fed thereon your fill. Turn again, husband, and behold yon tree, how that it bloometh now so sweetly. Come on, Mary, we must reach yon city, or else we'll be blamed, I tell you rightly. Thou, my spouse, I pray to you, behold, how the cherries grow on yon tree. To have some thereof, right fain I would, if it pleased you to work so hard for me. Your desire to fill I shall attempt surely. Oh, to pluck you these cherries is a work wild. For the tree is so high, it will not be easy. Therefore let him pluck the cherries who got you with child. Now, good Lord, I pray thee, grant me this boon, to have these cherries, if it be thy will. Now I thank you, God, this tree boweth to me down. I may now gather enough and eat my fill. This extract is from the play of the Nativity, and the scene takes place while they're on their way to Bethlehem. But the idea of Joseph doubting Mary was so compelling to the medieval audience that it had its own play, Joseph's Doubt. It's a lengthy argument between the two of them about this miraculous pregnancy, and no doubt played for laughs. Joseph keeps on and on about it, until an angel appears and puts him straight. It's a medieval sitcom. Stick it in modern English and you've basically got EastEnders. But to find the origin of this unusual story, we first have to go to 7th century Europe. Now, I can still remember the thrill I felt as a child when I discovered that there were more than four Gospels, that outside of the Bible, there were lots of stories about Jesus, Mary and Joseph, and many of them were properly weird. You can see what kind of child I was. It was essentially biblical fanfic written after the four Gospels of the Bible and often trying to fill in some of the gaps in the story. The book about the origin of the Blessed Mary and the childhood of the Saviour. This is a book supposedly written by Matthew, of the, the Gospel of Matthew frame. 
and it's full of stories that fill in all the details of Mary's childhood and that of Jesus as well. Conspiracy theories about this gospel go back to the early medieval times and they're still flourishing today by the look of things. But it seems to have been written in the 7th century and it probably came from Western Europe. There's a scene in the book that's very similar to the whole business about the cherries. But in this case, it takes place after Jesus has been born. They're going through the desert into Egypt to escape from Herod, who was slaughtering all the baby boys, the story that gave us the Coventry Carol. And this is what it has to say about the incident. And it came to pass on the third day of their journey, while they were walking, that the Blessed Mary was fatigued by the excessive heat of the sun in the desert. And seeing a palm tree, she said to Joseph, Let me rest a little under the shade of this tree. Joseph therefore made haste and led her to the palm and made her come down from her beast. And as the Blessed Mary was sitting there, she looked up to the foliage of the palm and saw it full of fruit and said to Joseph, I wish it were possible to get some of the fruit of this palm. And Joseph said to her, I wonder that thou sayest this, when thou seest how high the palm tree is, and that thou thinkest of eating its fruit. I'm thinking more of the want of water, because the skins are now empty, and we have none wherewith to refresh ourselves and our cattle. And then the child Jesus, with a joyful countenance, reposing in the bosom of his mother, said to the palm, O tree, bend thy branches and refresh my mother with thy fruit. And immediately, at these words, the palm bent its top down to the very feet of the Blessed Mary, and they gathered from it fruit, with which they were all refreshed. And after they had gathered all its fruit, it remained bent down, waiting the order to rise from him who had commanded it to stoop. And then Jesus said to it, Raise thyself, O palm tree, and be strong and be the companion of my trees, which are in the paradise of my father, and open from thy roots a vein of water which has been hid in the earth. And let the waters flow, so that we may be satisfied from thee. And it rose up immediately, and at its roots there began to come forth a spring of water, exceedingly clear and cool and sparkling. And when they saw the spring of water, they rejoiced with great joy, and were satisfied themselves and all their cattle and their beasts, wherefore they gave thanks to God. So in this version of the story, it's a palm tree and water, rather than cherries in an orchard, because they are in the desert after all. And there's no jealousy from Joseph at this point, though there's plenty of it earlier in the story. Note how good Jesus is at talking for a baby as well. A palm tree and a miraculous spring of water also feature in the Quran when Mary is giving birth to Jesus alone in the desert. But earlier than that, before even the Quran was written, in the 5th century, one of the earliest Christian communities produced a song in the ancient Syriac language. It's a dialogue song sung by two choirs, alternating the verses between them. An early Christian rap battle. The two characters in the song are, of course, Mary and Joseph. But what really strikes me about this version of the story is how clear Mary is in her own defence. In all the other versions of Joseph's doubt, it takes an angelic intervention to calm him down. 
But in this song, Mary more than holds her own, and she manages to bring him round before the angel confirms it. In this song, she's a scholar, a strong woman, and I love it. You have gone astray, Joseph. Take and read for yourself in Isaiah. It is written all about me, how a virgin shall have fruit. If that is not true, do not accept my word. It would befit you to be ashamed of the affair which is open to all. But now, after getting pregnant, you tell falsehoods, saying you are a virgin, to use your own words. It would befit you, if only you were willing to believe my words, for I am not telling lies. I remain seated, a silent nature which has no voice testifies. Now you are glorying in falsehood, which will not stand up, young girl. It is not possible in one and the same body for the seals of virginity to remain after conception. Now you are causing me pain, Joseph, for I am pure. And there are witnesses. Summon the local midwives and see how my seals of virginity have not been loosed. It is easy for the child who resides in my womb to speak on my behalf when I am overcome. He will reveal the mystery that has happened to me. He will explain to you that I have not been false. Listen to what I shall say to you, O wise woman, though I believe what you say, I do not dare to approach your pure womb. It is filled with fire. The song we know today, in its various different versions, feels very connected to this ancient song through the medieval mystery play Joseph's Doubt. But how did it get here? Now, some think it came back with the Crusaders, and it could have done, but maybe not quite so directly. Because there was a trade between Europe and the Near and Middle East before the Crusades, which intensified while they were underway. And Italy in particular traded with Near East Mediterranean ports. So there was plenty of opportunity for cultural exchange throughout and for Syrian stories and songs to be shared in Europe. And then we have that date palm that bows down to Mary in a biblical fanfic from early medieval times. It's been adapted to more temperate climes and became a cherry tree. And with this transformation, we lose that link to the biblical story altogether. Mary and Joseph aren't fleeing for their son's life into Egypt or about to have a baby in the wilderness. Instead, they're just going for a nice walk in a garden or an orchard. It's a gentle domestic scene. And even the argument between them loses its heat through Mary's calm acceptance. With these changes, the carol becomes detached from its biblical context. It's just a small domestic scene out of time, a small miracle in a garden. And when the miraculous shines through the everyday, then we know it must be Christmas. Joseph was an old man, and an old man was he. When he married Virgin Mary, the Queen of Galilee. Cherry trees, they happen. 
to Joseph, so meek and so mild. Pick me some cherries, Joseph, for I am with child. Then Joseph flew angry, so angry flew he. Let the father of your baby gather cherries for thee. And up spoke Lord Jesus from in his mother's womb. Bow low down, cherry trees, bow down to the ground. And the cherry trees bow down, bowed low to the ground. And Mary gathered cherries while Joseph stood around. And Joseph he kneeled down, and a question gave he. Tell me, pretty baby, when your birthday shall be. On the fifth day of January, my birthday shall be. And the stars in the heaven shall all bow down to Thank you so much to listening to the Handed Down podcast. I love making these episodes and I'll keep making them as long as people listen. I want to say a special thanks today to Stephen Shaw for being Joseph. If you like the podcast, do tell others about it. Uh, And why not contact me on social media? I'm on Facebook as Handed Down Podcast. Uh, I'm also on Twitter or X as it's called now as Handed Down Pod as well. I love to hear from people, so do get in touch. And if you've got a favourite song, uh, just get in touch with me. Maybe maybe we'll be able to talk in an episode. Maybe we'll be able to do an interview or something like that. I'm always really happy to hear from listeners. In the meantime, I hope you have the most wonderful festive season and I will see you in the new year.